Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. Welcome to episode 325 of the AFTN podcast. I am the Darren Mattox of the Richmond Second Division, Joe DC. <laughs> I am joined by a man who we had to turn down a bid from Extra Time Radio to keep its Nicholas Ruprecht. That's pretty good. Well, that. <laughs> <laughs> new, new season, have to keep the intros up. Uh, a gentleman that was picked by JJ Adams in the podcast expansion draft. But we got him back by trading an international roster spot. It's Gideon Hill. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> what, what's your other passport? <laughs> we don't talk about this. Um, and our first overall super draft pick, it's Peter Hicken. Glad to be here, Joe. I pronounced your name right, right? You did. So yeah. we will have a pronunciation lesson oh, later. God. For oh, God. Oh. Mainly for Nick. Yeah. <laughs> or Diazzi. Oh, Diazzi. <laughs> yeah, Diazzi. Actually, you can't pronounce any player's name correct. That's the, that's <laughs> that's the, the challenge rule. today. Um, yeah, gentlemen, opening question. It's a tradition that we have starting from our... our you know, storied podcast. Oh, inaugural history. <laughs> I don't even know if we're a year old at this point, but if you had the power to take a retired player and transform him into a 20-year-old to play for the Whitecaps, who would it be? Nicholas. Uh, I'm going to take something that I saw off your Twitter and go Maradona. Oh. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. Would he pass certain... <laughs> requirements? <laughs> substance requirements. Probably not. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the refing is so bad in this league. That he can get he away can with get a away lot. With pretty much whatever. Get away with good, a lot. good answer. Uh, Peter, what about you? I think I would go with... Peter Schmeichel, because oh. of my grave concern for the back line. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Some of the saves that Peter Schmeichel no, yeah, that's cool. true. Yeah, and he would yell at defenders so yeah, much. He probably could use that organization. Gideon, what would you go with? Um, I was gonna think. I was gonna say Thierry Henry or David Beckham, but the turf would obviously be an issue. Oh. So I, I actually chose <laughs> Ryan Ching, who was oh, one of the yes, more decorated yes. MLS scores of all time, just because he would know the league mm-hmm. rather than some, you know, Good. spend all our Davies money on some random guy. I took a very different approach. There's not enough bald players in the league. And mm-hmm. I'm all about equality and balance. Yeah. So Alan Shearer should come and play for the Whitecaps. We do need a striker. It's just like kind of as an aside kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Tim Howard would appreciate your bald comment. Just <laughs> or, <laughs> Bradley, or Bradley. Or Bradley. Bradley yeah. or it's Simon. very much in... Simon. He's yeah. a vocal, vocal minority. Yes. <laughs> That's a vocal minority. Let's jump into it, guys. It's been a crazy off-season. 
Fine. Fun offseason. Drama is definitely the word to use. We had, um, just to recap, like all, I know all the shows since then have been talking about it, but cast your minds back, the Exit interviews. Like, there was quotes flying left and right. <laughs> yeah. the, there was clicks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, no one came out of that looking any good, right? Yeah, and I, I, you know, as tough as that was, I think you kind of have to you know, look past it. But, I mean, that was kind of just built up over the last season. You know, there, you knew something was going to come out of those interviews. And to see that it happened the way it did was slightly shocking. But, you know, you know players have emotions and they just yeah. sometimes boil over. Peter, were you surprised in how direct the quotes and the confrontations were at the end of the day? No, I wouldn't say I was that surprised. I mean, I think... You could, yeah, you could. I think you could even tell on the field, just like the friendships you saw, mm-hmm. like off the camera, like off camera and stuff. And I wasn't, I wasn't surprised, but I think it's the state of the White House right now, at least. But it seems to be good considering the circumstances. And Nick, it's helpful that they're all gone now. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, like, but if you want, if you want to do that whole culture shift that they've been talking about, well. You have to get rid of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. And the famous La Banda, the group the, of players that, you know, named themselves and they were very, very close together. Yeah. Only one person left and it's Jordi Reyna who, um, if Pretty I had new. to pick one person to stay, I would have picked him personally. I don't know about any of you guys, but he, he's, you know, a skillful player in a position of need and, you know, yeah, performed yeah. pretty consistently, I think. He did have that patch like a season or two ago, but... Like I think there's the some off-season off drama. Yeah, yeah last with coming that. to last year. Yeah, but he performed. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick a signing that made you the most excited right now, who would it be, Gideon? I think uh, Lucas Venudo um, okay. coming over from Austria. It, you know, difficult league, but again, you've seen him in flashes and highlights from training, just running down the pitch with his, you know, whatever hairstyle that is, flopping about. And <laughs> that really excites me. You know, he looks like an exciting player and. Similar stature to Tuchera, but I, I just think he'll be able to, to combine well with Reyna, and they have that South American flair might uh, do some wonders for the Whitecaps. Um, Cornelius? Yeah, exciting signing. Yeah. He was one of the earlier ones, too. We had yeah. a longer to digest yeah. signing. I just think, you know, that's a fantastic signing for the national team as well. Like, if he can get some playing time and he can develop, you know, that's kind of... I feel like that's kind of what um, DeSantis's whole ethos is about is like taking young people and trying to make them good <laughs> right like good is good yes yeah i'm gonna stick with the young things while i'm excited about our days because i mean he he's definitely gone to europe and he's had like you know the lows and but i think but he had such a high ceiling when he went to europe and it'll be interesting because montero's been off like he's he will have to play like a year and a half he played for the entire end of the season, so there'll definitely be some time for our days to show what he can do. Definitely. I'm really excited about Ingbom. Um, yeah. yeah. Just the, <laughs> the, the midfield quality is such a big problem for this team for so long. Not since the dizzying heights of Barry Robson have we had anybody who could <laughs> get up and down. But C.S. Lava was definitely in their consideration, but I think... Hey, the three times he had a shot, they were That's great. That's true. <laughs> they were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the, not really the other end of the spectrum on that question, but who are you the saddest to see go? From, from the big group of players that left. I'm, I'm sad to see Marinovic go. I, I know it's more financial reasons and the fact that one of the first things that DeSantis said when he came in was that we shouldn't be using international roster spots on goalkeepers. You know, the rosters, International roster spots are assets that you have to manage, so he brought in two people that you don't need international roster mm-hmm. spots for. So he kind of was a victim of that. Um, but anybody have anyone that they're very sad to see go? 
I would say Tachera. I think, I mean, maybe didn't, he had, you know, the red card last year was, you know, maybe a, la- a lack of concentration, <laughs> to say the least, but yeah, I think he was, at times he was frustrating, but at times he could really bring you out of your seat, and that's what I enjoyed about him, and maybe didn't light up the score sheet, you know, the previous two years, but played pretty well. I'm sad to see Camargo. I mean, I saw that Twitter thing that he posted the other day where he's looking at, like, the $7 Vos bottles yeah. and the oh. drinks from the... T- he's, he's, just... he's already been appointed the meme, not meme lord, yeah, the, but yeah. meme king of it's... some Colorado fan page. Yeah, no, he, he was just so funny. It's just... <laughs> yeah, he, he was really fun. And his role with Davies' development yeah. can't go unsaid either. Yeah, I was actually um, thinking to chair as well. I just think, mm-hmm. you know... He's been with the club for a while. Yeah, he's like, been with the club for a while, and he brought a lot and you know it's nice to have a really short person out there <laughs> coming from a really tall coming from a really tall person i've known you as know? well i mean watson i think we have to yes. as my, you know he was a, a big part of this club so is there am i the only one who has a kind of a bitter taste in their mouth with how that whole thing yeah slightly yeah yeah but i'm happy you know i'm happy to see him find a new place in mls mm-hmm. and hopefully he can find help cincinnati find success uh, love love the player love the attitude i think he's going to struggle in cincinnati um, for on-field reasons, more about how the squad is built, and um, you know he is getting a bit older. But you know, who, I'd be delighted if he proved me wrong. But that's just my, that's that's my analysis at this point, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of players have come in. We could spend the entire podcast going through <laughs> each deal and like discussing the ups and downs. But um, it's it's a full reconstruct of the roster. Yeah. Um, the back line in particular has just been blown apart. I think Jake Nowinski is the only person, and, and Levi's, uh, Levi's yeah. as well, but he's he's currently injured, um, which is going to bring us to the match preview later on, where we have to figure out what kind of formation that the Whitecaps can play with no left back, potentially. Mm-hmm. But we'll cross that very depressing bridge when we get there. Um, yeah, all the players that have come in, like, it doesn't seem like they've used all of the Davies money completely. There's a lot of options to buy mm-hmm. in those deal, deals. I'm personally a big fan of that option to buy uh, option because if it doesn't work out you just send them packing and if yeah. they do work out you have this pre-negotiated deal. Um, deal that you know you might pay a little bit of a premium on it be- just to get that you know that that option but um, it's a very good way to do business anyone have thoughts on that cough cough Jordan much uh, last yeah year. <laughs> yeah that is a not yeah. do not trigger the <laughs> yeah and I think on the flip side of that was Tichera right mm-hmm. and correct. Sebastian yeah. Fernandez had the same, same thing too but they didn't well. go for yeah. him in the end so I mean, I think for MLS, especially with a salary cap, that's yeah. a really good way to approach your building your squad because otherwise you might end up with, you know, some overaging superstar that really isn't performing yeah. for you. Portland is a, one of the teams that have done that expertly. Like last year, they had four or five guys that were on loan options and they bought a couple in this year, but mm-hmm. just look at the success they had with those guys. It seems like even ex- outside the MLS, that seems to be a more popular thing to visit, right? It's kind of a no-lose situation maybe if the team wants to really get rid of a player they don't go for that but um it seems like a very intelligent way of doing business to find good good fits and things like that um the, the whole team has gone through is it looks so different from the last game of the season are we concerned that they the dynamics in the squad won't be completely established in terms of who's the leader you know who what role people play in the dressing room any concerns on that front yeah absolutely uh i mean Essentially, this is an expansion side, from my perspective. The, the players keep saying that too, but yeah. I, a lot of people read that as they're absolving themselves of, of any expectations. Yeah. I think that's fair, though. I mean, it's 
it's it, there's, there's a lot of, <laughs> I'm quite concerned just because the way the MDS wants to play is very demanding and it's mm. like a very fast pace like you, it relies mm. a lot mm. on the midfielders to start the control the possession to start the attack everything and just it's a lot of passing and if the chemistry is not there and yeah. The, yeah. yeah it's all not and there the, the high press closing down you really need to work in like loops. yeah you need to yeah. talk you know, you need you to have do to have everything. chemistry with people. Yeah. You need to almost have know where everyone is without having to look. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't have your head on a swivel out there, right? You need to be able to know who Just presses trust. when. Trust. Trust is going to be a big thing. If we had to pick, if each of us had to pick one of the signings or even one of the current players who have the highest ceiling, um, you know, maybe not Alfonso Davies level ceiling, but you know, the best kind of resale value or potential transfer mm. value in a year. If you, wild hmm. guess, who would you go with, uh, Peter? Uh, Huang. I think he has the potential to be like he has the ceiling. Of he's had the interest days. already. Yeah, he, he's already had the, he, he's already had the interest. Like mm-hmm. Bundesliga clubs are after him as well. And just like if you watch his highlights, like it is the pa- passes that he picks out are just crazy. Yeah, it you know, no joke. When I was watching the highlights, I thought that the video was sped up <laughs> because of how fast he moved and how fast mm-hmm. he distributed the ball and got by players. It was. I I agree with you that he's a tremendous, uh, for lack of a better word, asset. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick. Yeah, I have nothing to add to what he just said. <laughs> it seems pretty cut and dry. Anything different yeah, for you? That's, that's <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, that's okay. let's approach this a different way. Who has the second highest? No, <laughs> I think it would be our days. Yeah, because I mean, he's a DP, and yeah, as as much as a pressure DP tag is, he's a young DP, and I think he has the potential to kind of either take Montero's place or Montero, you know, to kind of back off and say, hey, you know, let let, let you take the, the reins. So I think he. It'll be most interesting position for behind him, uh, Wang. Are we on MLS 2.0 or have we moved to 3.0? I mean, I mean the league in general, because I, you know, people throw that phrase around like 2.7. Which patch are we on right now? Which software patch? I feel like right now there are teams that are spending a lot more money, mm. and those teams are going further, obviously. Yes. Right? And then there are teams like, for example. Don't want to pick on Colorado. We don't want to pick on Colorado too much. I don't know why we're going after them, but like that's just an example of a team that's not spending too much money. Yeah, they and so there's Kamara, yeah, Mesquita, that type of yeah. player. There's more of there's a sense now that there's more of a gap. All teams can spend the same, but only some teams are willing to spend that money. I know you don't know this, but I did. Um, I did. I looked at the standings in the last ten years of the MLS, mm-hmm. and I took. The averages of the top three teams and the averages of the, the bottom three teams. And in the last four or five years, the gap between the top three teams and the bottom three teams has been growing steadily. And I think that, that complements your point very well. Um, I think the Whitecaps have jumped on this more recent model of a MLS club where they do the buy-sell kind of a thing. The New York Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah. and Atlanta, Atlanta kind of use that as a platform to mm-hmm. you know be successful and I think we're kind of jumping on that. Anyone have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like in MLS, if you're going to be, in order to catch up with, like, there's almost a given every year, especially with, like, the odds to win it with, like, you know, Portland, Seattle, Atlanta, New York, whatever, LA, name all the big teams. And then if you want to get to that next level, you almost need to take, like, Sporting Kansas City is the perfect Mm -hmm. approach of, like, success because they just have a really good manager who has the exact playing style, and they also play... I think we're doing that as well. We're doing a bit of a buy and sell. We're moving into like you know getting Kamiri and our days and Huang and all these like younger players who have potential to sell on. So that's kind of we're getting more similar to the yeah. we're in that in between. I wouldn't say we're down the bottom. We're not up. We, we should have been on it sooner. I think if in the last few years 
we were doing that, like collecting assets rather than letting the squad stagnate. Like you know, waiting for Breck Shea's contract to expire so we can sign someone. I, I'm glad. I'm glad we've turned that corner. That's our little um, transfer uh, summary. Um, usually, we we play, we love playing games on this podcast. Usually, we do the game between the Whitecaps or the the Minnesota preview or the team we're playing's preview and the Whitecaps preview. But we're going to move it forward today because I'm just too excited. I've been waiting for months to play. <laughs> Me too, Joe. Oh. So without further ado, this is this week's. Do you know who I am? Okay, guys, describe what you're feeling right now, Gideon. I have many you know, sleepless nights. <laughs> <laughs> Nerves is, is through the roof, and especially with Peter here, lowers, lowers my chances of being with <laughs> And Nick, uh, you've uh, gone through this before? Yeah, I feel like I'm just ready to die. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter, you've never done this, but... No, I don't, but yeah. I'm already sweating. I <laughs> throw him into the okay. fire. Gentlemen, this week's uh, Do You Know Who I Am uh, subject... Is someone we're all familiar with? Uh-oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's that's not even a clue yet. Okay, clue number one. I started my career at Wolverhampton Wanderers. That's my favorite club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I picked it because of that, but I just made that uh, connection. Okay, I started my career at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Okay, I have played for two MLS teams, both in the Eastern Conference. I've represented Wales 52 times. Stop. I know who it is. Oh no, I was thinking Robbie Keane. That was bad. <laughs> it's Carl Robinson. It is Carl oh, Robinson. No. <laughs> I told you you'd be familiar with it. And I'm writing it down right now. Peter, one point. It's going to be a long season, guys. Yeah, you yeah, let, let Peter just run away with it. The yeah. new guy on the block and you're letting him do that. Congratulations. That was way too easy. We're over the top. We just let him have it just to be nice. Usually I pick a current player, but that that was kind of a a curveball. And that was this week's Do You Know Who I Am? Okay, guys, let's jump into previewing Minnesota. Um, it's hard to preview a team in the first week of the league, right? It's, it's tough because, just like the Whitecaps, we have no idea what any team is going to look like. Um, Minnesota have seem to have gone with some continuation, but building on known MLS talent, mm-hmm. and all I'm basing that off is that they signed Ozzy Alonso. Ozzy Alonso. Yeah, arguably one of the best DMs to play in MLS ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I think that's a smart move because I think, what was, who is it left? I- Ibsen? No. Ibsen, yeah. Ibsen, Ibsen left Ibsen. and he was, he's like 35 and they're yeah. basically replacing him with another 35 year old. But, so, yeah. I, but a better. Not that 30. Ibsen played bad, I just think yeah. Alonso's Ibsen was fantastic. Yeah. I remember yeah. um, in the games that he played against the Whitecaps, he was, he, was quite good. he ran around, around like, a, like all the time. Yeah. 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 I'm so surprised Jerry was 35. I feel like that's more of like, just a like for like kind of switch. I don't think they'll be yeah. relying too much on him, yeah. but they will enjoy that veteran presence there. Yeah, I think. Um, I think last year they played a four-three-three quite a bit, or what? Maybe it was a four-two-three-one. Four, two, okay, three, one. okay. Yeah. if it is a four-two-three-one, then um, based on the 
preview I've read of their team, they're probably going to go with that again. Um, the last season, I remember we commented on how their midfield was just fantastic. They could control and they can get up and down the field, but it was the back line that was really the issue. But they made a big, big splash by signing by signing Opara. Mm-hmm. With, I think it was like a, the most paid internally in the league for a for a defender or mm-hmm. something like that. What kind of a difference could could he make to this? Massive. Year? I think Francisco Cabo, the guy who's been there since the start of their you know their inauguration, really needed a guy to come beside him. They tried Boxel there, didn't really work. They tried Coleman there, didn't really work. I think the Cronin played a couple games there, just didn't really have a fit. And I think Opara has experience, didn't really you know was the outside guy on. Kansas City coming into this year with Fontes and Beasley there, so I think that's a fantastic signing by Adrian Heath. And Peter, it feels like they've gotten better. Like they're one of the few teams you can look at the signings they made and they've gotten better. They haven't blown things up, but they they're probably the closest team to the Whitecaps in the Western Conference that has gone out and made like so many big impact signings. Like they've signed five starters. They've got mm-hmm. they've something that they've got they've got that former Arsenal keeper. They signed a right back. Yeah. Manone, Manone, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, from from France if, as well. If they got Manone on a non DP deal. That's a fantastic signing, I think. Um, yeah. I no, thought he was free. I could long. be wrong. Long, he, long, long. Okay. Oh, that's good, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Sunderland aren't, aren't yeah. League One right now. So he is one. back there right now dealing with some issue, but they said he'd be back for home opener, so damn. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> the other thing about Minnesota is that their first seven or something, a number of their on first the games are on the road because they're one of those teams oh, yeah, going through a stadium, yeah, yeah. like kind of like DC United last year, which turned could out to benefit be them. In really the good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, a number of players that are dangerous. They now have two players called Ibarra, which will be, which will be confusing. Um, I think the new guy is Romario yeah, Ibarra, Mario he's a striker. And um, they have Schuler, who was very good last year. But you can't talk about this team and not talk about Darwin Quintero. Fantastic attacker. Yeah, the hat, the chip hat trick last year was like yeah, one of the highlights. Yeah, of the, yeah. yeah, all the better that it was against, <laughs> <laughs> against TFC. A player like that makes you scared when he has the ball at his feet, correct? And, uh, Gideon, are you confident that we have enough to deal with a player like him? First off, I think he was actually a Whitecaps target at some point, same with TFC, so that just kind of boggles me that, you know, he's he's doing well in Minnesota, and, you know, if would be, he would have been good in the Whitecaps, but either way, I think the Whitecaps will have a trouble, or will have problems with trying to defend him. Um, if the midfield two or three, whatever we want to call it, um, can't handle him, like if it's Felipe, Reese, or Rose, or whomever, or Hoang, I don't know if they're going to be able to deal with him. He's just so silky. He goes inside, outside. He'll go, you know, onto the Whitecaps byline. He'll go all the, to his own byline. He's just so crafty in the way he plays. And you saw it last year against the Whitecaps. I think he had a couple goals. So just watch out for him this year. Uh, Peter, is he the kind of player that we would tweak formation just to try and counter? Yeah, yeah because he's the kind of player where, like, if you are just worried about him because he can look up and he can just shoot instantly. So you're worried about that, but you're also he can also if you you're too focused on where he's like where he is, he's also he can just slick a pass right there and he's yeah. behind your back line. Yeah. So I'm, I think they may have to I mean it's all Marcus Ennis's formation and like his tactics, but they may have to almost man mark him. Like Yes, yeah. And we'll get to the problem of picking a formation based on personnel in an issue uh, in in a minute, I mean. Um, like if they go to a three five two, that's perfect for Quintero and personnel wise yeah. it looks like the Whitecaps should play with the 3-5-2 but we'll, we'll get to that in, in a little bit uh, another DP signing for Minnesota is Jan Grigas I know nothing about him but um, he came from Copenhagen which mm-hmm. is a good good standard in the Danish league you know they're Champions League 
okay, regulars or occasionally yeah, in the Champions, Champions League. League. So that's a that's a good standard. Um, plays in central midfield, probably going to slot in next to Alonso. Um, other other stuff about Minnesota, they haven't had the best preseason either. They, I think they scored maybe two or three goals, and that's it. They're actually they're similar to us because they haven't conceded a lot, but they but they've really been trying to advertise that whole clean sheet thing on the back line. But they haven't yet. Yeah, right, yeah. they haven't scored a lot. The preview I read had Boxall starting at centre back. That's, I what, that's what I think. We'll think do. that's I don't I don't know that would I think that would be a bad if, if they've gone through a rebuild and yeah. Boxall is still starting at centre back. That's I think not that's a red Calvo flag. To the left it's Calvo back. to the left. I think so. That's yeah, why. but then, then it would be um, Boxall at centre back with Opar. Yeah, which and is uh, there's a new signing on Metinier the right. Metinier and then on the right, and then uh, Calvo on the left. Yes, that's probably yeah. what they'll go with. Yeah, and Minone in goal, which is you know MLS standards. That's a pretty good. Yeah. pretty good team as a loan as well. That's yeah. as Peter said. That's that's good for them. I rate Minnesota to do quite well this year. Um, Alonso is exactly the kind of player they need. Just full of experience. He's going to be a leader. Wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those signings that, like, after three or four games, he's the captain. Just, you know, it's a fact he's the captain of the team. Um, although there might be something in Quintero's contract that means <laughs> you yeah. see that so often. Year two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I think they're going to do very well. Peter, where do you think they'll end up this season? I just yeah, I just did a kind of breakdown of the West the other day, and I think I had them actually missing the playoffs okay. behind the Whitecaps just because... It's there are two issues I find. Well, they'll be so reliant on Alonso, and his health is far from a guarantee. Like he's missed half the season, the like half the season for the past two seasons for the Sounders, and Heath. But he, Heath is my like the coach. Heath is my ma- he's the major handicap I think for them because I just don't think he's yeah. had the tactical. He doesn't have the tactical prowess to in MLS, the path, like Orlando, Minnesota. He hasn't proved at either of those places that he's been. One able thing to- that. Keith has done though is finally dropped his son from the squad after falling out <laughs> of Minnesota, so now <laughs> might help uh, help out Minnesota. So Nick, he is the angriest coach in the league, right? Yeah, maybe that'll help. I would have them. <laughs> I would have them on the borderline. They could make it. They could not make it. Yeah, yeah. They're, like they're not Kansas level to me, right? I still have Kansas running away with the with the, the conference, um, but I just think they're. Built, they're built right. They're, they're and, like with yeah. Opara and Alonso on the team. If you like last year's season, if you put either of them on a team, they probably could have single handedly mm-hmm. got them, yeah. got them out of the Western Conference, right? You see the thought put into the roster. Yes, I think yes. it's like there's at least some sort of structure mm-hmm. in that. The attack is built around Quintero, and the defense will be built built around Alonso so and Opara. If Quintero's in the top five scoring and they're in like top five, ten in clean sheets, I think they're. You know, on, on the right way to, to make the playoffs. And if Rodriguez as well, we haven't mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, the other DP up front could do something with Quintero and maybe link up for some goals and might have some success yeah. in that way. So. Quintero's almost, like, now that Javinko is gone, he feels like he's on his own plane on the in the league. Like, I know we have Vela and, like, players like that. And Imbong as well. Yeah. Some guy named Zlatan, I think. <laughs> yeah. Zlatan's going to be big this year. Now yeah. that he's actually getting paid properly, quote-unquote. Well, we'll have to see what happens with the DP situation yes. because they have to fix it by Saturday. And Kamar, uh, some, uh, that's what I heard, they have to fix it by some time. Yeah, uh, the, when the, the, the contract guarantee date is usually a few days before. Yeah, I heard it's Friday, and they today there are reports coming out they're going Kamara. to sell Kamara yeah, to China, China to free up Oof. a lot of TAM that would oh. get a lot of TAM for them yeah, he, yeah, yeah I saw that he travelled to China because they need to re- they need the TAM to restructure Gio's contract okay hmm. interesting amazing how they let it sit like that yeah. for so long 
I think they probably had to go through preseasons, weigh their options, though. Like, I mean, Kamara was playing well he's in preseason. He's a good, but yeah, he's a good yeah, player. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. so that might be a big loss for them, but it might be a big, you know, season for Gio to step up after having sure. quite a year last year. None of them play for Minnesota United, but we will worry about that <laughs> yes. at some point, I'm sure. Probably, what, we play them two or three times this season? Twice, yeah. Twice, yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll talk plenty about them when the time comes. And we'll make sure to hashtag Zlatans to get all the listens as well. With the LA, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, do you guys like the new um, Emojis? Twitter? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Eh. I don't really... I'm going to show Some of them shoulders. are cringy. Some of them are really cringy. Like, yeah. For Glory and oh, City or probably, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's... Some people take themselves too seriously. Actually, uh, Nick and I were discussing um, African national team um, nicknames earlier. And our two favorites were <laughs> the Ghanaian team is the Black, Black Stars, Stars. Yeah. and the Ivory Coast team are the Elephants. Yeah. <laughs> They're right next to each other. <laughs> yeah. One's so cool and the other one like is, it just seems clunky. You know? Imagine an elephant. It feels like ball. a North American named soccer team. What, the Elephants? The Elephants. I was well, it's because high school too, was right? run out of mascots. Yeah, right? exactly. Got, my high school team were called the Ravens. <laughs> they are smart birds, I guess. But anyway, this has gone on too long. Let's talk about the Whitecaps. Part three of the show. Finally, we're talking about the Vancouver Whitecaps. We've talked about all their signings. Let's just kind of briefly talk through the preseason. Hawaii. It was. It felt like a mess to me. It was the U twenty three squad. Yeah, I think it was a mess because of all the signings that were going on and all the players that weren't there. Mm-hmm. As much as they were talked about that weren't in Hawaii, but should have been there because you know, again late signings yeah but, and it was mentioned that they had signed up for this tournament last year after yeah. the after Carl Robinson's team mm-hmm. went so you know maybe MDS didn't want to necessarily go but they were and you, obligated you, to when he was there. talking to whoever it was he said that you know it wasn't the ideal spot because it's more of a vacation spot but again he, he liked the conditions there so players looked like they had fun though yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like I wouldn't mind <laughs> and I mean it gave a number of younger people a run out yeah like, I think it was David Norman Jr. was the only one who scored for us there, right? Yes, uh, yeah. sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, the scorelines were a little bit misleading because it was mostly when the mm-hmm. youth players came on that they lost 3-1 and then they lost 1-0 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but then California came, and uh, Nick, do you feel like the team bonded a bit better at that point? I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with playing more games in preseason. I mean, yeah. my personal opinion would be have a little bit more preseason games, but... You think they had five, four, four in the end. Four, yeah. Um, Peter, do you think that the that the team has had enough time to gel? Uh, it's kind of a obvious answer, but like not, not yeah, not really. Just yeah. because there's not been like the good chunk of new signings have like just arrived like, yeah. in the last like week or maybe a bit more, a bit less. Like, I think Karimi is injured as well, which yeah, kind of adds to it. And people are sorting out visas, like our days had to come to Vancouver first to get his US visa before he could join them for preseason. Um, we didn't actually see any of the games because there was no streams. That's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, but did you like PC's goal? I didn't see it. Oh, that was beautiful. Curler into the top Theo right. Bear as well made a good play to, to get the ball to him, and then it was actually a right-footed shot, I think, from PC, which is not his stronger foot. There weren't necessarily highlights, they were montages Just, yes. <laughs> of the game. Brief. Yeah, like put like to the great upbeat yeah. music. Yeah. MDS's system is going to take a long time to implement. So if we're, this is something that's been discussed to death by everybody. So let's focus in on this one game. Stick or twist? Stick meaning keep working on what we're doing, or twist is we have a personnel crisis at 
a certain spot potentially. It's Tuesday today. Who knows? Someone might heal up before the weekend. Or get injured. Or get injured. <laughs> or people will get injured. We might have, like not have a goalie or something yeah. by, by that point. But do we stick with the four three three, which seems to be the preferred formation, or do we go three five two? As I say, stick. Stick, Nick. Yeah, I think sticking with what we're doing as well. I mean, if we gave Robson four years. Yeah. Robson or Robinson? Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> I've God. already forgotten. <laughs> Thank God we didn't give Barry, Barry Robson, Robson it's like Kenny uh, Miller be starting every game. <laughs> stick or twist, Gideon? Uh, I think you have to stick. You're already this far, and you know, changing one game just because you don't have the personnel you know, may look tacky, but I think you can't change it just for one game. And even if they might have the personnel, you can't, you know, it's just one game. If you don't have one guy, then having the next game, I think. You I'm the stick. only one going twist. I, I think they should go three five two for this one off um, situation. And who do you see at the left back spot? The left, so left center back. Spot. Yeah. Left center back. It, so it would be. I, I, I. To be fair, I did see a tweet about this today, so my my information has been helped by someone else. But it would be Cornelius, Henry, and Godoy as the three center backs. And then the left wing. The left wing left was. Wing back, everyone call it. Oh God, Nick, we spoke about this earlier. Was it Bangura? No, not Bangura. No. Um, oh, Bangor could play. He doesn't. No, doesn't I'm, defend I'm just. Enough. Yeah. Okay. The center midfield three would be Arise, Felipe, and uh, Imbom, and then up front you'd have Reina and Montero to start, and then you might bring our days on. Uh, Nerwinski is on the right, and was it Sutter might recover in time to play on the left, or PC might recover in time. I, I think yeah, you're I, basically just hoping that they PC, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bangura could tr- we could try Bangura. I, yeah, again, I don't know if that'll be enough coverage, but he's always he's, no, he's usually a right winger, so I don't know if he can. Play <laughs> so that. please play left wing back. <laughs> <laughs> you're well, Joe, right you just love the like inverted. Yeah, yeah, inverted wingers, Inver- Inver- you know. inverted left wing backs. You know, <laughs> it's just football managers. There's actually nobody the on the wing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it could it could really go either way. Um, Let's talk about if it was a four-three-three. What does the back line look like, Gideon? What do you think? Uh, I think Godoy and Henry, and uh-huh. right back would be Nerwinski. And again, I think if you had to, you had to put Sutter there. But obviously, mm-hmm. I think PC is the obvious choice. But yeah. I think Sutter was interchangeable at his times in Orlando, so yeah, it'd be him there. Okay. Um, let's keep moving it along, Nick. If you had to pick the midfield, what would you go with? Uh, so it's a three in the midfield. Yeah. So Huang being there, mm-hmm. um and then Felipe, I yes. think he did a pretty good job. I, I was reasonably impressed with what he did in preseason. And then finally, our newest Tam signing as well. Arise? Arise, yeah. yeah. I'm very excited to see what he can do on the ball. Because he looked pretty good with some of the passes yeah, yeah. that he made. Well, the, the play, like when he left his previous team, the reaction from the fans kind of told you everything you needed to know. They were like, oh no, we lost him. Like, mm-hmm. if That's a good sign when you, yeah. when you sign a player. And up front, Peter? I would have Bangura, which is the right winger, and then Rain on the left and Montero up top. But I mean, okay. it's up to it's it's hard to predict whoever yeah. who would go with on the yeah. right side. I, I I could see Montero starting and then our days coming on for twenty or something like that, um, depending on his fitness and things like that. Uh, the three I'm the three five two is sticking in my head. Like, if we do have a personnel issue, and but but your your guys's point is valid. You still have to have someone play that left wing back. Position. Do you think that'll just be a problem throughout the entire season? Well, I there mean, is rumors of a there's rumors swirling, which is a fantastic way to describe rumors <laughs> of of a left back coming in because uh, MDS has made comments to the effect that he's not happy with the depth at that position. Do you think it'll be a former Whitecap? 
<laughs> Sam and Akube back to fight. Jordan Harvey or Jordan Harvey? Who else we have? Harvey. Yeah. He's, he's living. Uh, he's Russell living Tyber his best life. Slide back there. He could, yeah, but, but, he, he's, but he's, he's injured not, right uh, now yeah. as well. Well, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the, the first season. ever. White but if it's game. a long term, my my recollection recollection of Russell Tybert playing left back is when in the Canadian Championship when they're pushing for a goal. They put him on left back because he's the only player who can get up and down yeah. like, consistently enough to, um, and they sub an attacker on instead of the. He probably wouldn't be bad in a three-five-two on the left as a left winger, yeah. left wing back. Like, I don't good, know if he's he, passing, he doesn't get forward. Yeah, he, like he doesn't get to the byline enough, and I don't think he would have the instincts to overlap as much as a three-five-two wing back would need to go. You're basically playing a winger position, and also please come back and defend <laughs> like, if you can. It's kind of it's. Pretty pretty crazy. Um, we'll round off our Whitecaps chat by going over the many, many Twitter questions that we got. Um, thank you very much to everyone who uh, reached out with their Twitter questions. And I think through these questions, we can get a really full kind of overview because they really do cover, cover all the bases. So who do we think scores the first goal of 2019? And we're approaching this from the Whitecaps angle. Hard to look past Montero for me. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Reina. Yeah, good shot. Yeah, I would go with, um, I think Montero is, is a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inbound, go, go for it. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel like it'll be Reyna as well. I feel like it won't be Montero. Mm-hmm. It won't be the striker. But it'll be somebody who's kind of in the box as well. Gotcha. Do we get um, points for our do you know who I am if, uh, if Reyna's <laughs> we Actually, we could total up those yeah. points, I guess. Uh, these <clears> questions <throat> are from Johnny in Canada, by the way. Oh, the, the next few questions are all from him. Who will get the first straight red card? Hard to pick now, really. Yeah. <laughs> Reyna yeah. did have a one last year. I think Could a, a Reese or Reese. Um, remember, Juarez last year didn't really know the, the league that well about the referees and how vicious they are with handing out cards. So I think it could be him. What league can you punch someone in the face with, <laughs> with VAR and not get a red card? Is what I'm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone for a straight red card um, candidate? I, I think it'll be Godoy actually. Oh, yes, good yeah, shot. That's, that's who I think it'll be. Yeah. Or any like last man situations we could yeah, see. Yeah, any last Henry, man. Henry is a good one. Henry <laughs> might get it. You know, like yeah. Yeah, that's being overly critical. Of any I, well, I think you know if we do play that high pressing game and then you play in a three five two, that will expose your center backs a lot. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> if you're playing against you know Minnesota, a team that would enjoy to have all that space behind you to run or pass or dribble. Yeah. Johnny also asks, will uh, Zach Meisenheimer, the <clears throat> AFTN um, contributor, um, will he call Freddie Montero by his name? Because he famously just calls him the Colombian because he played for Seattle. No. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. they will credit. I don't credit. think he will. No, we're yeah. do that. <laughs> That's pretty unanimous, Johnny. Sorry. Um, what will Mark DeSantos' catchphrase be during interviews? Fine lines is already taken. The pr- I don't know. Something about the process? Or yeah. Like trust we're the building, process. Trust you know, the process. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're like, oh, wow, that would be cool. That would be a cool catchphrase if we just win every game. Um, Ryan McLeod says, um, fill in the blank. TFC getting smashed out of the Champions League is something. They just they tied 1-1 tonight, so they lost 5-1 on aggregate to, uh, to uh, Independiente. I think it's payback, pun intended, for spending all that money and as well just to you know, slap in the face the White Caps fans and winning a last cup. And... It's Jovinko-tastic is what I'm going to say. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Funny. Satisfying. Very satisfying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got like further that. than them in the yeah. Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Remember Breck Shea scoring against Tigress? And oh. then he got injured, and it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah they injured him. Darn it! I was let down. I was oh, the time Breck Shea let me down. Yeah. celebration he did? He, like, flopped on the ground and ran into his yeah, shoulder. Yeah, that that's a FIFA celebration, is it? Where you can, like, it go might, stiff yeah, and, like, good job. Yeah. Um, uh, from El Canacho. Canacho, yes. Uh, what about the defense? We were second worst in the league last year with a more conservative style of play, and we lost arguably our best defender will we leak goals this kind of to Nick's point earlier yeah I think there's growing pains like especially if you're a com- bunch of new people new style there's going to be growing pains I think we're probably going to concede a lot of goals but I just think that's the the nature of a long term project yeah <laughs> uh, Craig Lucas asks what do you think is more important for the average fan winning or playing attra- an attractive style I would go winning 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 it may not be. I would actually say attractive style. Yeah, you're a purist, Nick. Yeah, see, last year Robinson tried to play the attractive style. Yeah. And I still hated on him because yeah. he got conceded but, three goals every but game. Now, hey, three threes but fun. now, <laughs> I think there's there's a total difference because, yes, but Robson came in with having a history. He had a total history. <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> one's Welsh, one's Scottish. <laughs> anyway. He had a history with us, and you know we came to expect things from him. This is like a completely new era. People are probably going to be way more forgiving if we leak goals or whatever. Yeah, and it's true. Good point. So I think yeah. we're more attractive, and I think you know the whole fact is what has the Whitecaps front office been selling us on? It's, that yeah, it's a good point. You yeah. know, um, if they don't deliver that, then people are going to be like, "Well, what the hell?" Nick, if someone put if someone put a gun to my head and asked me which which player name you'd pronounce incorrectly between our days in Bohm and Robson and Robinson, <laughs> I would definitely have gone that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Gareth Gareth Wolf uh, asks, "What's the biggest strength and weakness <clears throat> in the squad?" I think weakness is obvious right now. It's a left back position because of injuries. Or anyone have any other opinions on that? It seems. It, the defense in general is probably the area of concern because of how it's going to work. But right now, with in mind with the Minnesota game coming up, um, it's left back. Biggest strength is it kind of open to interpretation. Um, I love the dynamic that we have in terms of the personnel of our strikers. Um, so we have one spot there if it's a four-three-three, and it'll be Montero and our days. It's a young striker who's trying to get his career back up and running, and an older, experienced striker who won't mind giving the young striker a chance here and there. You know, that's a perfect, mm-hmm. like, dressing room uh, setup. And, uh, you know, even transferring MLS experience to someone who has no MLS experience, just a fantastic two additions there in that spot. Uh, anyone have any thoughts on the biggest strength? I think it'd be our wingers, our speed. Mm. Venuto and Bengura, as well as Reina, who can slide out there, can be dangerous, and they looked like that in, in preseason as well. Would you compare this... Our day's situation to Octavio Rivero coming in as a DP from a different league. Mm. Not really. I just think I don't want to. I know. I know. <laughs> that's just to me. It just kind it, of you, you have a point there. Yeah, it brings me in the same way. Which I'm I'm not saying you know he's going to be the same. Yeah, I'm just excited to see Rivero. Seemed like this is hindsight on Rivero, but a player who had a good season, a good couple of seasons, versus a player who had lots of potential and is not reaching it. Right? Yeah. Like, they're kind of not the same in that sense. And if our days isn't playing well, we have Montero. Yeah, exactly. Whereas all, everything rested on Rivero when he, when he came in. Um, so that, that's my read on yeah. it. Um, anyone have any thoughts on the biggest stre- strength question from Gareth? I think our, our, I really like our midfield. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. The way our midfield is looking, I think that could be 
very if you like passes yeah i yeah. think it could be quite enjoyable and peter any anything else yeah no i agree i think the midfield is like if you, like the starting three of Arise, Felipe, and Huang are like all, they have the potential to be really good players. Like Not only a, does it sound good, but it also yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. Um, we did have a question from uh, Soccer Bernie. Will the Caps address the blog post from Kiara, Kiara McCormick? Um, I encourage everyone to read that. It's very, very well written, like very brave of Kiara to come out and write that. Um, right now, we're just going to state some facts that happened. Um, the the club in Vancouver have suspended a coach based on what um, the blog post said. Um, I know that there's some mainstream media outlets that have um, interviewed some relevant people and more facts will come out. So at this time, it's probably best for us just to um, state the facts, what we know. You know, we're not pointing any fingers at this point, but um, that's definitely something that should not be, you know, shelved. We It's something that needs to be discussed. It's, um, you know, in, in, in sports, it as Kiara says in her post, it, if we can't guarantee a safe player environment, then nothing else really matters. So, um, yeah, at this time, that's that's where we'll leave that. Um, question question from Chris Harrop. Are we going to see tactical stubbornness from Mark DeSantos this season? Almost like we saw from Robbo in the past. So, like, if things aren't going our way, is he willing to change his tactics and get the results we need? I've had this concern. I think he'll change it because he does have the personnel. I feel like he has more depth than midfield's four position. I think the center backs will say this, like the, the defense will say the same, but I think he has different players, different dynamics now in the midfield and the forward units to be able to switch it around if, if you know, if need be. I'm going to say no. I think, I think he will be, or I think he will be, he won't be stubborn because I, if you look at all the clubs that Sanders has coached, he has used a different formation at every single mm-hmm. club. So I think, and I think Jack as well, given our personnel, I think he has the flexibility. I think he'll be flexible. Yeah, exactly. He's used different formations before yeah. you know I've never thought about it from that point of view but um, I guess maybe I'm drawing unfair lines between Maurizio Sarri and and MDS because I know MDS he wants to use that style of play said that yeah but the problem with Sarri is he refuses to change it right so people shut down the number six position which is Jorginho and would be Arise for the Whitecaps and you know that's really limited the success that Chelsea have, ha- have had um, it was fantastic at the start of the season. I think they won like ten in a row or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, it did concern me at some point. But you know, only time will tell. Just right. hopefully, our keeper will actually step off if we, uh, yes. if we ever have yeah. that situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you see Zach Math going like, no, no, <laughs> no way? <laughs> um, last question for now. Um, based on preseason form and pure gut instinct, which of these players are likely to hit ten goals this season? Bangura, Venuto, and our days. I think Venuto is going to hit 10 goals. Uh, Nick, anyone in that list? Go with our days. Yeah, I, I would agree with our days. Peter? Yeah, I think our days is a fair shot. I think Bangura will get a lot of assists, but I don't think goals. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah, he seems like a more of a setup kind of a guy. Yeah, more of a pass. I think he, if he's. Well, I mean, both of the wingers are really speedy and they're going to like come yeah. behind and pass it. Really, I really wish we saw more of the preseason. Like yeah, from a stream or something. Well, LAFC's game was live too. Like they had fans yeah, in the stadium. Yeah. You, and think you, they, you think they that. wouldn't have? No. Most of the LAFC had like three or four home preseason games. Like what's up with that? We can't have a preseason tournament BC play. <sighs> they spend so much on players that they can't afford to fly the team anywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Let's get our predictions in. So this is uh, for any new listeners and for Peter, our new new member of the podcast. Um, if 
every game we all come up with three predictions um, about stats. So it could be a player scoring a goal, how much percent possession one team will have, but there's kind of a, a grace like gap there. If you get within 2.5%, we give you the we give you a point. So week to week, we, we total them up. I came first last year because I guessed that Watson would have a yellow card every game. <laughs> and it basically all thank you. It worked out very well. <laughs> Much like the Canadian Premier League, I have a little bad, like, badge on my shirt for uh, champion 2018. <laughs> and not to mention this huge trophy on the table. Yes. <laughs> but, Shining yeah. today, I may add. Yes. So week to week, we'll record everyone's predictions. And then in the th- week to come, we'll review them and uh, you know make fun of people when they <laughs> make terrible predictions. So uh, Gideon, do you have your three? Yes, uh, I'm going to go with the Whitecaps having four shots on goal. Four shots on goal. Four shots on goal. I think John Arise will have a, an assist. And I think the uh, Minnesota will have the bulk of possession. I'm going to say 55% of the possession. Okay. Uh, Nicholas? Um, I think Schuler will have an 83% pass accuracy. You love oh, pass accuracy. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Um, I also think that, uh, Henry will win three headers, um, and then I will also go with, I think McMath is going to start, I think he's going to have, uh, six saves. Okay. Peter? I agree with that. I think Henry will have six clearances, um... I think that Reyna will score, Ooh. and I think that Alonso will not start. Oh, Ooh. controversial. Very um, cool. My three are that the Whitecaps will not score a goal, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Quintero will get an assist, and the Whitecaps will have uh, 60% of possession. That's fair. Okay. okay. So those don't really fit together, but... <laughs> this this game is all about bases. Yeah, this game yeah. is all about getting points. Getting at least a point. Yeah, yeah. Just build on point to point. Mm-hmm. Uh, just what thirty something weeks? No, that's yeah. what's wrong. Is it? <laughs> 34, 34, Thirty-four weeks. Games, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, new feature this year. Everyone picks a game, and next week I decide which game is the best. So this is a non Whitecaps game in MLS, kind of as a recommendation to our listeners of which games to watch. Um, Gideon, which game would you go for? I went with LAFC, SKC. That's a good um, one. I said That's preview of potential top five in MLS. That's a fantastic game at yeah. the start of the season. Uh, Nick, who would you go for? Um, I was going to say the Battle of the Uniteds. Because LAFC was already taken. Mm-hmm. DC United versus Atlanta. United. Yeah, I think oh. Bernie versus uh, Mar- the two Martinez's. Because yeah. one wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> Almiron's getting on very well with yeah. Newcastle so yeah. far. Uh, Peter, what's your game to watch? New York versus Orlando at Orlando. I think it'll be interesting to see how Nanny plays. In okay. Class. And it potentially could yeah. be a bloodbath as well. Am I the only one buying DAZN this year, guys? <laughs> oh, I have DAZN. Okay, you guys yeah. use it. I watch it for Serie A, though. <laughs> <laughs> and the championship during the week. Yes. They have games on, like, every day. It's fantastic. And, it oh, and the Champions League, I guess, too. Yeah. Although United are going to be out of that out of that pretty soon. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Um, could be a tough game for the Whitecaps to start the season. Do we think that the fan base can handle a bad defeat to start? I think they'll have to be reluctant. They they shouldn't be reluctant to have that result, but I think it could happen, and we have to be prepared for you know without the backlash to that because they may be frustrated. You know, fans that may not come to every you know every game show up for home opener and yeah. maybe let down. But I think it's just the process. I think they need to. We need to learn how to be able to take 
bad results. I think the worst thing that they could do is like a zero zero draw. I think they need to. That's a good it point. Need, it needs to be entertaining in some way. Like they need to yeah. get even if they get shots on Minnesota's goal and we don't score. But like, as long as it's like entertaining. Didn't that happen a couple results. years ago? <laughs> I think they drew. <laughs> they drew, Phil, like, they drew Philadelphia. Philadelphia. That's right. That, that was, was a boring oh, game. That was <laughs> so bad. boring. Whitecaps are generally good on opening day. I don't think they've ever been away for no, home, no. and they—I don't know if they've ever hosted a, a or played a Western Conference team at home in either in a home opener. There was that like Pedro Morales oh, yeah, debut, yeah. and then there was Toronto a couple of times. There's New York, so, Toronto, Montreal, Montreal twice, Philadelphia, yeah, 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 Toronto three times. Yeah, crazy. It's good that like I like the fact that we have home opener yeah. at home, and they opened the full lower bowl, um, so like those yeah. parts in the yeah. back that are they covered, covered up sometimes. Um, probably no away fans. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, where can people find you online to hurl their abuse at you, Gideon? Um, on Twitter at underscore Gideon Hill. Uh, Nicholas. Uh, at Space Age Robot Fifty Six. And Peter. At Peter Hickens with an S. And. And you can find me at Joe DC Van. Thank you very much for listening to episode three hundred and twenty-five of the AFTN podcast. I hope that's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week. Make sure to get your questions in. I usually send out a tweet uh, during the day that we record. Um, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, yeah, next week. We'll see. Although I won't be here next week, so you guys will have to take the wheel. Thank you very much for listening, and enjoy the game. When you're listening in some far-flung corner of the globe to the world service of a Saturday afternoon, friendly reception, interference, cosy, marvellous. Somehow comforting, isn't it? You know, legendary names... Fathers and sons on the terraces, cheesy peas at half time, pipe for dad, mum's at home making the tea. Oh, everything's all right with the world, isn't it? Saturday afternoon is football. Hmm?